0: University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org/slash care to be great.
3: Welcome into the Crimson Corner podcast. It's powered by KSLSports.com. I'm your host and Utah Insider, Trevor Allen. Another great show coming your way as breaking news continues to happen throughout the world of sports, and on today's episode, we're going to talk about the news that happened in the Ivy League, and that is that they have shut down fall sports until at least January 1st, 2021. So while the Ivy League for college football is not a FBS conference, it is indeed a FCS conference, how does that impact the Pac-12? Well, there was a report put out there by Tom Deinhart, who covers Purdue for goldenblack.com, that the uh, Big Ten is considering moving their, their season to a conference-only schedule. But then he also spoke to a source who said that the uh, Pac-12 is potentially is following suit by going to a conference-only schedule, which if that was the case, Utah would not be playing BYU, they would not be playing Wyoming, and they would not be playing Montana State. Which I know, at least according to Twitter, when I tweeted out that that would be the case if this was to happen, you fans are not too upset about it. But there's also some reports out there that the Pac twelve could be moving their season to spring. But now you look at it as there's a possibility that the Pac twelve could be the only Power Five Conference to move their conference schedule to or their, their college football season to the spring. If that's the case that opens up a whole mess as far as college football for this season. And it would also suck because we'd have to wait even longer to watch the Utes. In their season, I mean, I'm okay. And I've talked about this in the past before. I'm okay with the conference only schedule, but having to wait till spring, that's going to create a whole mess of problems that we'd have that we'll dive into on future episodes. But when uh, some of the reports came out, we put together a roundtable over on the KSL sports Facebook page. Uh, we had four guys. It was me, Tom Hackett, the other Ute insider for KSL sports.com and also former Utah punter. And then also BYU insider Mitch Harper and KSL Sports TV producer Zach Hicken, and we talked about some of the possibilities and some of the options and some things that that we could be seeing unfold in the college football season. All
2: right, welcome on in to the
3: KSL Sports Facebook page,
2: Mitch Harper, Trevor Allen above me, Tom Hackett over here. I think like I, I got to get that right, and then Zach Hicken <laughs> TV. We got a good a good uh, program here coming up today because college football world is changing right now before our very eyes. Uh, the college football season as we know it in 2020 might look a lot different than what we've grown, us- uh, grown to expect from the college football season. We could be seeing college football in the spring. We could be seeing conference-only schedules, and we're going to discuss those possibilities right here on the KSL Sports Facebook page. So follow us on our Facebook page. Give a like on this page. Uh, check out all of our, our live streaming videos. It's always brought to you by University Federal Credit Union. But guys, uh, the Ivy League, will start things off there. They announced today that they're going to be postponing fall sports, which includes football. And I know that the Ivy League is an FCS conference, but still, it could have a huge ripple effect on college football and college sports as we know it
3: yeah and really, a lot of it too is that was where it started was uh, in the Ivy League back when a sports shut down, at least for college, people were you know overreacting that you know it's not that big of a deal. And then just a couple of days later we see the positive test from Utah Jets Center, Rudy Gobert. and then that was where the entire ripple effect of all sports shut down. and you know we're just starting to see it come back up to where sports are coming back a little bit, but it's ever changing and you know Mitch, Zach, Tom, I mean, we've all seen stories and even done stories on our site that that talk about when will the college football season start? Is it going to start on time? And it's, it's really gone up and down for me. I mean, you know, just about two weeks ago, I talked to the Pac-12 commissioner, and he said that everything's looking good. And now we're hearing that Pac-12 is thinking about going to a conference-only schedule and potentially starting in spring. You can read all of our content on
2: kslsports.com, a bunch of content pieces discussing college football potentially going to the springtime or conference only. So let's bring in Tom Hackett. Former Utah punter with KSLSports.com, Tom, do you think we're going to see college football in the spring, and is that a good thing for the sport?
1: Uh, I I do think that we will see college football in the spring, Mitch. Uh, uh, There isn't a ton of history to go off, however, what Trevor was talking about earlier, I think, holds some weight, and that is, you know, back back when COVID nineteen was reasonably true. Uh, to the world and to the United States. The Ivy League, correct me if I'm wrong, was the first conference to cancel their uh, their basketball tournaments uh, back in March or, or February, whenever they were going on. And so they've kind of been at the forefront of taking action. And uh, if this is any indication, you would have to assume that college football will be played in the spring. Now, I guess this is what this roundtable is for. I'm intrigued to hear all of your thoughts as we continue to talk about it. But, but Zach, what, what are your immediate thoughts when it comes to uh, Ivy League cancelling and, and potentially college football in the spring?
4: Um, well, I think the Ivy League is going to be the first domino to fall. I think a lot of conferences were kind of waiting to see um, who was going to make the first move uh and it it's kind of like a power struggle thing like the sec is not going to give it up neither is the big 10 um you know the expectation out of the power conferences it would be the pac 12 or the big 12 and i personally i expected the pac 12 would be the first one to make move but seeing the ivy league do it first also isn't really a surprise being an fcs conference they're not as dependent on football related revenue is a lot of these other schools that could potentially be changing the structure of their season or just canceling the season outright. Um, but, uh, it's concerning. It has me worried. I mean, there's a a lot <laughs> that's going into this decision. It's not being made lightly. And then, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't hate the idea of going to a conference only schedule for like the PAC 12 and the, the big 10. It's obviously concerned, concern for us here locally that cover BYU, because what are they going to do? They, I think over a quarter of their schedule, or maybe it's a third of their schedule is Big Ten and Pac-12 schools. Uh, Mitch could correct me on that. But, um, yeah, I I think that the Ivy League was ahead of the curve um, when it came to the basketball tournament, and uh, they're probably going to be ahead of the curve now. We're going to see a few more things, a few more conferences start to announce that they're adjusting their season somehow or canceling it outright.
2: Yeah, and let's kind of go there. I mean, so this is what we've had, we've seen thus far. The Ivy League has announced they're postponing all fall sports until June, till January 1st. The Big Ten reportedly, according to a report from Rivals.com's Tom Dienhardt, has said that the Big Ten is heading to a conference-only schedule, potentially in the spring. That's worst-case scenario. But they're kind of looking to maybe start week zero and play only teams in the Big Ten conference to have flexibility within their schedule. And then there's also rumblings in the PAC-12 conference, which we cover here in Utah, that the PAC-12 might be headed to a conference-only schedule, potentially in the spring. John Wilner of the San Jose Mercury News put out a tweet on that. But also uh, Clay Helton has in the past said that the league was exploring a conference-only schedule. So this has been something that has been on the the docket potentially for a while, and it feels like the PAC-12 is more – uh, potentially leaning possibly to a spring schedule. And I got to say, guys, I think this would be a terrible thing for college football. Not just because it throws off a you know it throws everything off in terms of what we've grown accustomed to with college football and when it's played, but I think that it would just be a huge debacle in terms of uh, personnel and juggling the roster. I mean, you know, Utah fans, you're probably never going to see Jake Bentley take a snap because he'll probably just go and try to pursue an NFL career. BYU, you probably wouldn't have Kairos Tonga and Matt Bushman ever play a game again if spring football does become the norm in college football in 2020. I think that would just be a headache. Uh, and I, I would hate to see spring college football be, you know, what what it becomes for 2020. Uh, and asking athletes to potentially play 24 to 30 games in a calendar year, uh, that's dicey to me. And then you're making it clear that if you're in these colleges that you're just all about TV revenue and you're putting these athletes on the, on the front line uh, for a lot of games in a 10 month span, you better be able to compensate them with name image likeness if that happens. So I think spring football is the worst case scenario, but it feels like we're potentially going that direction with the PAC 12. What say you Trevor?
3: I say that it's looking that way now. I mean, if you were to ask me about a week ago, I'd say, you know, season's going to start on time. They're, we're probably not going to have fans and, and that, you know, things will just go as is. But now, after all that has been coming out, it sounds like the a Pac-12 is going to go that way. But here, here's the way I look at it, Mitch, and you have talked about it a little bit. If you're going to have it in spring, is that going to be something that college football is going to be? Is that it's going to be in the spring now instead of fall? I, I don't no, think I don't you would want to go down, to down that route.
2: It, it would just be a one-off deal. I don't think yeah. it's going to be anything long-term. I think we could bo- just, just botch that. But... But for the one time, it, I don't think it would be ideal because it's crossing over with college basketball. It's crossing over with the NBA, and it really takes a back seat in terms of you know the interest level because college football, I think, has become one of the most uh, biggest sports in the landscape behind the NFL. you got the NBA, which is a big deal, but I think the audience for the NBA ratings-wise has not been great. College football ratings are huge, and if you take that sport over to the to spring, and especially if it's Pac-12, you're becoming clearly the the fifth distant stepchild in the power five. It's power four and then the PAC 12. So I think the power five conferences want to still be playing in the fall. The PAC 12 goes to spring. I think that would be a risky move that really they shouldn't play. And it become an afterthought among the power five conferences. If they
3: do in fact play their schedules in in the fall. Just kind of adding on to to what Mitch said is that, you know, spring ball is something that, that is really crucial. That is where, you know, coaches have that opportunity to develop young talent. And in Utah's case this year, It was vital. And then to not have it, but then you're also going to be throwing off spring ball for another year if you're going to have the college football season during the uh, spring. And then you have a very small off season, which for fans and for media, we're all for it, but we're not the ones out there playing and also getting, getting these guys ready for these games. But then also to start back up again in August. I mean, to me, it's a very tall task of what these conferences are going to have to do. They're going to have to really plan this out and, and say, okay, you guys are, are going to have spring ball. It's going to be this, or we're just, we're going to do away with spring. There there's going to be a two years without spring ball due to this, just so that we can get back on track.
4: Well, I think the Go other ahead. problem run into is that you're going to see teams um, are either going to see players opt out because it's going to be a, a super short turnaround and possibly overlapping with prep for the NFL. Um, I mean, what are they going to do with the NFL draft and the combine? They're not going to push that back because it's all based on mini camps and stuff. And so if you're playing spring football, um, these guys are basically going straight from spring football, um, potentially opting out of games to go do the combine, doing the draft, potentially missing the last, you know, however many weeks of the season, postseason, whatever structure that they set up and then um, going right into NFL mini camps right in the NFL season. There's no time for their bodies to recover. So I personally think that you'd see a lot of guys opt out in that case. And then in terms of the guys that are even staying, if you go around to the next season, and Trevor mentioned this, into the next fall, you're playing a full season in the spring, and then you only have three months in the fall to recover. If you lose a guy to a, a serious season-ending injury, he's not going to be available for that next fall. It would be a whole season again before you see him rather than giving him the off season to recover. So it's pretty concerning to, um, to uh, just in terms of the durability and, and the, the workload these athletes are going to face if you go and put them into spring season and then into uh, a fall right after that.
2: I was saying this is a special edition KSL Sports Facebook Live brought to you by University Federal Credit Union. Tom Hackett, Trevor Allen, Zach and Mitch Harper here discussing college football potentially being played in the spring or also conference-only schedules. So go ahead, Tom.
1: I was just going to add, I'm, I agree with Zach regarding the, the season end in injuries and how that could impact two seasons. However, I am going to take a, a more optimistic approach regarding spring. Uh, personally, I feel as though the off-season for college football is far too long. I experienced it four times and hated every day of every second. Uh, I also think that the NFL would accommodate to a certain extent if college football were to be pushed into the spring, I think that uh, that they would be forced to push back the combine certain senior bowls. Uh, and as it is, as it currently stands, minute, if you make a bowl game, um, there's a good chance that bowl game will, will occur in December towards the end of December. If you're fortunate, you've had a good year. You, you may trickle into January. The senior bowl, takes place in the last week of January anyway. So there really is only three weeks, maybe a month, between the end of college football season, if you make a bowl game, and going to the senior bowl. And so personally, I don't really see as uh, how that w- would change. I just think the NFL would be forced to push back certain events, certain dates, to accommodate for those uh, seniors or, or, or juniors that are, that are opting to leave their uh, their university early. Um, like I said earlier, the college football season, long time. It's, it's, it's got to be a nine, eight, nine-month off-season, which is incredibly long. And I understand that it's a very physical game, and certain players, depending on the injuries they sustain, during the, the year prior may need all the time to recover. But the vast majority of players do not need that long to recover uh, winter work Which you could argue are the the, the toughest mentally. uh, They occur, you know, in the middle of January, and that's an absolute eternity from the start of uh, September, end of August. And uh, I would be personally more than okay if uh, if the players didn't have to go through all that. My my big concern, and, and it's you know what Zach mentioned, was if you if you tear an ACL in the middle of March or what have you, and then college football decides to go back to its original ways at the end of August, uh, start early September, then you know, that's problematic. Um, but but with that being said, if you tear an ACL as the schedule currently lines, you know, Britton Covey, for example, tore his ACL late in the year, a couple of years back, and it wasn't good, still to start the, the following year. He ended up having to take a, a, a red shirt due to the ACL test. So I still think that, you know, for a serious injury, such as an ACL in a college football season, there's a good chance you're not going to be 100% uh, with the eight, nine-month season that they already have. What do you guys reckon?
4: Yeah, I think, um, I mean, again, it, it's all all dependent on the severity of the injury, but there's always always concern um, for those season-ending injuries, and that's why I brought that up. But I do agree... I mean, from, from a media perspective, that eight to nine month offseason is just brutal. <laughs> it, it's hard to go without that. And um, I, I know that you've been a champion for the spring football for a long time, Tom. So um, I know that you've thought it, about it a lot more than I have. So I'm glad to get your thoughts on that. But yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it's definitely concerning for the Pac-12, in my opinion, just from their standpoint, if they're the only conference that moves to that. Um, because if, they, if they're if they the only ones that make the move, they're kind of rel- relinquishing their power that they have as like a power conference because they're just saying, hey, this season we're not competing for a national championship. We're opting out. Um, I wonder what would that, what that would mean for their status in the long term Um, In the eyes of the SEC, ACC, Big 12 and Big 10, um, would that possibly force them to take a step backwards in like the power hierarchy in in the Pac-12 or in the power five conferences?
3: So the Pac-12 is the only power five conference who plays in spring. Everyone else is playing in fall. What does that do for the college football playoff and and those other New Year's six bowl games? The way we're looking at it, I'm just going to say right now, Oregon has a really good chance to go into the playoff. Say that, you know, they actually have a really good year, but it happens to be in the spring. They're missing out on the playoff. So are these guys just playing for a conference championship? What happens to bowl games, especially for for those uh, seniors who had a really good year for that team, and then you, en- you end up becoming bowl eligible, but you couldn't because the season's already done for those other conferences. But then right. in the pack the 12 they're kind of standing on an island where the only thing you're, you're playing for is a conference championship, and there's really only legitimately – I would say three or four teams who can compete for that title right now.
2: I think in an ideal world, we see college football played in the fall, uh, you know, probably going to go to conference only. And that makes sense because you want to limit the travel from maybe coast to coast. Uh, but I think also those out of conference uh, rivalries that maybe are in state. And I bring that up because obviously with people B- covering BYU, why not still play BYU and Utah as they're only separated by 45 miles apart? And you don't have to have, Uh, the home team, Utah, maybe stay overnight in a hotel. You can cut the cost there, maybe limit the opportunity for the spread of the virus in the hotel. Maybe BYU buses up to Rice-Eccles Stadium that day, uh, and they come up just hours before uh, kickoff. Who knows? But there's got to be ways to to make this happen in the fall because you look at the death rate with that age group of college uh, athletes or college students, it's pretty low. And I think you know maybe college kids have to sacrifice and – maybe not do the partying, maybe they're quarantining and they're staying at home and going to the facility to get their regular testing. Uh, Those are going to have to maybe be some sacrifices sacrifices that have to happen in order for the football season to go off in the fall. But I feel like it should happen. And there was an interesting uh, quote from Jim Harbaugh today. He said, COVID is part of our society. Wasn't caused by football or caused by sports. And there's no expert view right now that I'm aware of that sports is going to make that worse. It's part of our society. We're going to have to deal with it, end quote. So that's from Jim Harbaugh from the Big Ten, and the Big Ten has been reportedly potentially going to be playing in the fall uh, with the conference-only slate, and that would have a huge impact on BYU because uh, they have games in Michigan State and Minnesota, and BYU could be in a whirlwind of hurt when it comes to their scheduling opportunities if if all this plays out with a conference-only schedule. But that's a whole other story. We'll probably cover that on kslsports.com but uh, final thoughts guys do we see college football in the spring or or do we see college football at all first off and when is going to happen and how will it look Trevor we'll start with you final thoughts
3: I honestly think the way that we're looking at it right now is that as much as I hate to say it it looks like at least for the uh, Pac-12 that it's going to be done in the spring which you know I, I don't think would be you know it honestly sucks because the way the way you look at it is a couple of things, and I've actually seen some ideas thrown across that I really like. If you were to do this in the fall, guys, and say you were to do a conference-only schedule, maybe you end up doing 10 games, but then you're, you're a nine-game conference schedule, and then maybe you do one game out of conference against a, a team in the state. So for Utah, it would, it would be BYU, you know, and then obviously depending on which state you're in, you, you know, play play teams in there that are not in your conference. But then there's also a way where you could do – you know, a 10 game schedule and maybe have it in in a span of 14 to 15 weeks. That way you can actually be very, very flexible with how how you schedule. Say that there's one team whose state or maybe team has a lot of positive tests. They're not able to play for that week or maybe two weeks. Then that kind of goes into that flex period down the road to where you guys can, to where those those two teams can still play. It would just be a couple of weeks later in order to let these guys heal up. Now, that's one option. The other option is, I mean, I know how much we hate hearing the word bubble, but do you do a bubble in the one hub city for, you know, a conference and kind of space it out to where, you know, the season a little bit longer? Because I know you don't have a ton of football fields unless you play at, at a, some of the local high schools at, at the hub that you're going to be at. Maybe that's another option. But those are just things I'm spitballing here. But then on the BYU side, if you're not going to be playing teams from the, the Pac-12 and also from the uh, Big Ten, who are they going to play? Are you going to be dipping into talking to a Southern Utah, Dixie State, Weber State? You already have a game with the Aggies. Ooh, that's right. Where where, where are you going with this? I mean, how how does BYU do this as a team who's not in a conference? So those are some options that I, I just that are just popping in my head as we're talking about this. Tom, real quick, what what uh, do you what do you think
2: ends up happening with college football this year?
3: Uh, well, I hope
1: to see BYU play uh, twelve consecutive games against Notre Dame. I think that was very entertaining. Uh, I am honestly oh,
4: would BYU return trip? That's all I want to know. Uh, <laughs>
1: I, I I do really want to know what happens to BYU because I, I don't have the answer for you, and, and there aren't you know normally I have a few thoughts in my head as to what they could do, and I I just don't know. So that's going to be fascinating. I think it goes to the spring. I think everything's going to be okay. People don't like change change is okay occasionally. In this case, I think it's going to be uh, just fine, and I think it's necessarily necessary personally. Uh, I also think if the cases get really bad uh, and Utah decides to shut down its borders, then the state of Utah ought to uh, conduct their own tournament with Utah, Utah State, BYU, Dixie. I mean, we have enough college football teams in the state to just, you know, drive buses around and play at, at stadiums little to no fans, I, I'm fine with that. I think it'd be great television here locally. And the, the last final thought I'll say, and it's going back to Trevor's comment earlier where he was talking about the possibility of the Pac-12 having a season in the spring with other Power 5 conferences, such as the Big Ten playing in the fall. If that occurs, I will be at the forefront of uh, uh, some form of initiative where we boycott college football because it supposed to show... The absolute chaos that uh, that, that can occur with, with, with no guidance. I mean, like that cannot happen. Full stop. Period. If it does, I'm boycotting it. I'm not watching it. I'm gonna. I'll tell our boss for us. It's fine. I'll be at the forefront of it. That's mm-hmm. ludicrous. It cannot happen, Zach.
4: Uh yeah. So my first thought is for everyone watching. Um, I'm. I don't need to really worry about you three. But go out if you're gonna go out, wear a mask. Number one, because that's what's going to make it so we can actually get college football. Um, Encourage others to do the same. Uh, If you're watching this, I'm sure that you care about college football or sports in general. It could be your kid's high school team. Guess what? They're not going to be playing either if cases keep going up. Um, I think that we're going to see college football. I think when it comes to the SEC and the ACC, they're not going to give a flying crap about what is going on. With the case count and everything, they're just going to go out and play, and it's it's all driven by revenue. It's all driven by money, and we're going to see that trickle down. We're going to see adjustments in different conferences, whether it's the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, the Pac twelve, um, and then the Group of Five conferences, the the AAC and and the Mountain West. Um, there's going to be some sort of football play. There's just too much money at risk. We saw what happened with Stanford today. They cut eleven. Um, athletic programs uh, out of their 36, so they still have 25, um, but they cut 11 sports today just because of the loss of revenue that they have. Um, I mean, they have to play some sort of football. Otherwise, these athletic programs that are being ballooned up by the revenue that football brings in are just going to completely shut down. Um, so I think that we're going to see some sort of football. I don't know if it's going to be a conference only. Um, I think every single schedule or every single conference, because there's no central uh, governing body are just going to do whatever they decide is best for their conference. And so we're going to see a huge variation between what people do. I mean, we could see some people only play their division schedule. Um, for example, like in the PAC 12, maybe the PAC 12 only does like a PAC 12 South, uh, round robin conference and then the Pac-12 South champion plays the North champion, but in the SEC, we could see them play their full 12, 13 game schedule with their out of conference opponents and just not really make any adjustments. Um, It's going to be very interesting. Um, I'm intrigued to see what happens over the next couple of weeks though.
2: Good stuff guys. My prediction is I think that we're going to see, college football played in the fall. The rest played in the spring. I think the leagues they're going to play, and this is just my prediction, I think the Pac-12 goes to the spring. I think the Big Ten goes to the spring because those pro, those conferences tend to have a, a little bit of an allegiance together with their history dating back to the Rose Bowl, mm-hmm. and they kind of view them in a high academic regard. I could see them going to the spring, and I think the SEC, as Zach pointed out, SEC, ACC, and Big 12, I think politically too, I think they go to football in the fall and go with a conference-only schedule. For BYU, I think that they do put together a schedule. I think we could see a partnership maybe with like a Mountain West. I'd love to see a partnership somehow, some way with Pac-12, but that probably wouldn't happen if it goes to a spring uh, schedule as we're forecast, as I'm kind of predicting. And uh, But I think BYU somehow finds a way to get together a schedule, at least with nine or ten games at least, I would imagine, even if that includes some FCS games against in-state teams as Trevor mentioned. So, good stuff guys. I really enjoyed this conversation. All the college football content that your heart craves, uh, viewers, will be on kslsports.com, ksl5tv. We'll be covering all of this. Again, Ivy League shut it down today. There's going to be more reports coming out. We'll be following all of it on kslsports.com, our podcast, our social media, so give us a follow and check it out here on kslsports.com.
3: And there you go, that was the KSL Sports front page roundtable edition with Tom Hackett, Zach Hicken, Mitch Harper, and myself. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the Crimson Corner Podcast. You guys are going to want to tune in for the next episode, have a very special guest. I don't want to give away too much. He's very beloved around this community and did so in just a very short amount of time. As always, follow me on Twitter at Trevor A. Sports and at KSL Sports on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Till next time, thanks for listening to the Crimson Corner Podcast, and it's always powered by kslsports.com.
1: I'm Dave Cauley.